Uh, WrestleMania 35 is Sunday, as you all know out there, April 7th, at uh, is sold out MetLife Stadium. Um, uh, so they don't need any assistance selling tickets. Uh, we know how big it is everywhere on uh, the world, you know, on the internet, and, uh, as far as pay per view and everything else. Uh, but we mentioned a couple of days ago that we were going to have a wrestler on the program for the first time ever, uh, and we have Roman Reigns in studio. Welcome, Roman. It's nice to have you. Uh, it's good to see you, and thank you for coming in. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. My it's... pleasure. Yeah, you know, good to have you with us. And I know you're an old. Uh, an old football player from Georgia Tech, right? And That's right, yeah. A guy who was now um, – tell me a little bit about your football background. Let me move this out of the way. Yeah, yeah, let's go. I want to see you, Mike. Yeah, that's it. Let me, so tell me a little bit uh, – I know you played at Georgia Tech. I know you were defensive lineman uh, playing for Paul Johnson, I would think, right? Is what you were no, Paul, it was, was uh, before Paul Chan, Johnson. It was Chan Gailey Oh, okay, it was Chan Gailey. So Paul okay, came absolutely. in right after I, Absolutely. I that means you left in uh, 06? 06. Yes, sir. Okay, so but before Paul Johnson. So you were with – you were with Calvin Johnson. Yep. That, that's all. It's funny. That's the first question. Once they right. figure out the, Absolutely. the, the time so frame, were, they're like, That was his last year. Megatron. That's yeah, his we, last we year. we came out together, actually. That's so. that's West Virginia Gator Bowl. Um, we were just talking about that out in the lobby. You and, guys were up big in that game. And we got spanked Pat White, at the end. Right? Pat, Pat White. White. Yeah, he took over. I think, you know. Johnson had a big game. He had oh, a big God, game. he had a huge game. And it was funny because that was the game we switched out our quarterbacks. And, yep. you know, the, the week or two before in the ACC championship against Wake Forest, we struggled as an offense. And we switched our quarterbacks. And the offense did excellent in this bowl game, in the Gator Bowl. Yeah, it was a high-scoring game. I remember it was like 40 points, 35, we, 38, whatever it was. As a, as a defense, we could not stop You that. had a big lead, though, in that game. We did. Like a three-touchdown lead yeah, or something, yeah. Pat White completely took over. It was it was a weird uh, situation because it was one of those deals where on the false start and they go ahead and run the play and and right. nowadays you see him throw the fade. Right. Pat would just take off and run towards the sideline and he'd create the option of either running, which you know his wheels right. are incredible. He can run you know all day long, hit his head on the goalposts, or he throws the deep ball and it just we you know he kept doing that. We kept you know making the mental errors, jumping off sides. Uh, and he would just put us right there in limbo, and he would keep it or he would throw it, and it was working every single time. So where did you grow up? What what, what state did you play in? Uh, Pensacola, Florida. I played in Florida? Okay. So, yes, all right. So, all right. So, you're from, you're from that neck of the woods. Okay. Yeah, I played against well, some competition in my day. Escambria was in your league or no? A, a, I, I went to Escambria. Oh, you went to Escambria. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You went to the big school. So, yeah. there you are. That's that's uh, that's Emmett Smith School. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you, oh, you that, that's a big – that's a football factory you come from. We, Absolutely. I I mean, considering that South Florida, you know, the hot spot yeah. of recruiting is not too far, that was a big concern growing up in the panhandle is yeah. why would teams stop, you know, to come down to us when they can just find everything they need down in South Florida. But it worked out for me, and I got the eyes that needed to be on me, and it worked out. So, so. Georgia Tech, now that Georgia Tech's a really good school. Why Georgia it Tech? Is. I don't know. I think, you know, between the city of Atlanta and then just, you know, the history and – the, you know, I, when you when you go to tech, you feel like you're a part of something. You feel like, you know, it's been around so long. You know, I think the field's been there since 1904. Yep. It's just, it's been around and it's a part of, you know, it is the Southern football tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I was a part of something. I felt like I could have been, you know, a part of their legacy and their history. And it just felt good. And, you know, the city of Atlanta, I wanted to really come out of college as a, as a groomed young man. I didn't want to go to a, you know, I'm from a small town, so I didn't want to go to a college town and, you know, limit myself and possibly get in more trouble. Because, you know, there's, right. just, there's more options at those crazy schools. <laughs> at Tech, it's very, you know, it's a very uh, 
you know, um, you know, well-centered, you know, and grounded school academics are Great clearly, school. yeah, engineering, clearly, absolutely. you know, yeah. the forefront. So you really have to have your priorities together. You have to have your time management together. And it taught me kind of early on how to be a, a, a more responsible adult, I'll say. Well, you were a good player, obviously, and, and went to the pros. Did you leave the pros or did the pros leave you? I mean, I know you played a year or two. In, in I know you played with the Vikings, played with Jacksonville, right? Am I right, the two teams? Uh, yeah, so I, I did a, a rookie camp with Minnesota right. out of uh, out of the draft. I, I was signed as a uh, preferred free agent. Um, I went there for rookie camp. We did our physicals, went through practice, went to film. Right as I was coming out of film is when the doctors came up to me and that's when I had my my first run in with. Uh, oh, oh with I, I didn't realize you got sick then. Okay, yeah. so that, okay, so now you it takes you out of football. Or you, so yeah, life how long were you hit down the, the first right time? How, so that's uh, the first time you got sick. Yes. Yeah, so okay. It, it was you know about a year and a half, two years, uh, trying to get my blood counts under control. Right. Um, and then luckily, Jacksonville they needed an extra body. They, that's when they had uh, Stroud and Henderson, the big okay, tackles sure. in. Yeah. And, you know, they, they had some guys banged up in camp, and they just needed to finish up, and they gave me a look, uh, and I was extremely grateful. It was, it was an incredible experience and a good learning curve, uh, but it didn't work out. They they released me before the, the final 53 was cut, and then, um, you know, from there, Edmonton uh, Eskimos with the CFL, they gave me a shot. I did a season with them, and at that point, I just started to really fall out of love with football. It became more of a, uh, more of a stress and you know, more of a pest of trying to get it going, and it just wasn't happening. Uh, so I felt like, you know, why do something that you're not really 100% into, uh, especially being away from my family. My 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 uh, daughter was just born at that time, so it was really hard being away from my family and my young daughter. Uh, so I had to kind of go back to the drawing boards and figure out what I wanted to do. We're talking with Roman Reigns, of course, the uh, legendary wrestler. Um Wrestling was a family business, right? I yes. mean, right? Your family, your father, the whole thing is in the business, okay? Uh, so uh, were you around it as a kid? Was wrestling a big part of your life, or were you removed from it? Oh, no, it was huge. Uh, you know, as a, as a very young child, my father and my uncle were the wild Samoans back in the day. Right. I don't uh, remember. See, I'll tell you the guys I remember, okay? Now, when I was a little kid, now, when I'm a little kid, you're going way back now, okay? Now, when I was a little kid, you turned on Saturday morning. And there would be Argentino Apollo, mm-hmm. Bobo Brazil, yeah. Haystacks Calhoun, uh, Buddy Rogers with the blonde yeah. hair, um, uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were the guys, okay, of that era. That's a million years ago, I know. That's the only wrestlers I knew. Uh, was your father, he's after those guys, I'm sure, but uh, how many years, was he in it, like, full-time? Was he in it for a long time? Oh, yeah, my, my father was back, you know, during those times as well, in, in the territory times, so they, uh, you know, now... It was a regional game. Yes, the WWE have a global lock on, right. on you know, the industry at this point, uh, but back then it was very regional, you know, from So he the just Southeast. worked out of that area, right? Yeah, they would do probably about a quarter of the year in one location, do their, you know, do their programs, do their rivalries, uh, do the business that they intended to do, and then they would move on to the next region and start over. So, were these guys heroes to you? These wrestlers when you were a kid? Did you were you around a lot of professional wrestlers? I was. Uh, you know, it, it was weird because it was kind of a a double edged sword because my family and my father was in it, so something didn't feel too out of the ordinary being around these men. You know, but at the same time, they're all larger than life. You know, they're huge. 
dressed crazy. Their, you know, their enthusiasm and, and charisma is off the charts. So I think with with all that and you know uh, wrapped up, it, it did make them larger than life and heroes to me. Uh, but it was just always a situation, you know. After my father and uncle retired, I had multiple cousins go through the WWE and and also, you know, through through the paces. So it's been a family business. It has totally been a family business. Now, was your father Samoan? He was Samoan. Yes. And your mother was Italian. Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, and. So it's like to call so, that God's mix. That, by the way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I, I know Irish and Italian, which is what my my father was Italian, my mother Irish, which is pretty a, a very uh, in New York a very popular one. Uh, so, yeah. but uh, Samoan, you think football? I mean, you think sure, you, you yeah. know you always do. Now, is it true or is it urban legend that you're actually related to the Rock? Is that true or? Oh no, it's it, true. It is true. Yeah. Okay. Okay, how are you related? He's my cousin. Oh, okay, okay. So, so was he a big influence in your in your life and getting into the business too? To be honest, I, I you know, I can't say that he was like the true a true inspiration for me to want to get in the business. When he started to really get big, you know, when he first started developing the Rock character, I think you know the fearlessness that he had. I totally respected it. But at that point, I was still my life was really transitioning to football. You know, I was in high school. I was really looking at getting a scholarship to play some college ball and then hopefully move on to the next level. So football really, and, and at that point, I had really told myself, this is the way to carve out your own path. You know, this is how we do something different and make my own name. Uh, and everything happens for a reason. My journey went the way it did. Uh, but at that point, I was very much into football. But I had a huge respect for what he was doing and, and kind of the, the niche he was carving out because at that point, you know, our family – were either tag team specialists or typically a bad guy, you know, a, playing right. a savage character, island character. And to see Dwayne break the mold to be, you know, a well-spoken, educated man, you know, also a, a Polynesian and African-American male, to be able to display that and put on a whole different persona, it was, it was really refreshing. And I think, you know, as I later, you know, dabbled in it and started to consider wrestling, I really knew that that was kind of this, a similar route that I wanted to do to give, you know, the Polynesian culture a different outlook, to give them a different example of, of what we are and who we can be. Were you, uh, when you leave football and you, did you do other things before you got into wrestling full time or did you go into wrestling full time? I actually worked for my sister as a uh, office furniture installator. Oh, really? Yeah, so you, so took, I, you went and did some regular jobs. I, I picked up the the nine to five, and I was like a cardboard technician. It wasn't I was for like, you. I was the little brother, you know that right? The, that you know the the sister owned the company, and they just had to deal with me, and they put me on cardboard and tell me to stay out of the way and don't break any any of the product. So what got you? What was the what trigger that got you into wrestling? What 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 moved you into it big time? I think and. You know, I know they will say this. I have a, a set of twin cousins who are also in the business, and they wrestle for SmackDown Live, and they are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Uh, so we had all flirted with the idea, and they were really making the steps of training and going through the independent scene. Uh, and once they made their transition and they were signed, they left me, and I was still installing the office furniture, and I was by myself. And at that point, that's when I knew I wanted to do more. And us being almost like triplets, you know, they're, they're twins, so they're they're super tight. But we all grew up together, and we're so all you the followed same age. them into the I, as part of their group. They, no, no, I, I went on my own, and I was signed separately, and went through my own trial. Is it hard to get in? It, I mean, can if someone wanted, to, you're in the family business, okay? So you have maybe an in. Is it a very closed business? Can somebody 
who says, hey, I want to be in wrestling just like I want to be in broadcasting or I want to be in football. Is it hard to get in the business or, or is there an opportunity for people to get in the business? I think there was a past and a present to that. In the past, it was very hard. It was almost, you know. You had to know somebody. Uh, exactly. But even then, it was a very secretive and there was a lot of mystique and it was considered, you know, professional wrestling. And now we, you know, we we use the phrase sports entertainment and it is a performance with, you know, a determined outcome, uh, kind of more of a dance, uh, so to speak. But back then, the mystique and, you know. Nobody knew exactly what was going on, right? what was going on. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where it has changed over the years and, as we, you know, have grown as a company and we're now publicly traded and now we have a huge performance center down in Orlando, Florida called NXT, uh, there are different opportunities, especially, you know, and I'm sure you've seen it through broadcasting, through social media and the connectivity of the internet, it's allowed to create those avenues for guys to, to take an opportunity and, and have a chance. And now we have different, you know, uh, situations like different tryouts and scouting, and and we're always looking to find new talent. And do you need to have a ma- do you need to have a manager? Do you have to have an agent or a manager to get you in the door? Or can you go in? Can you walk in yourself and say, "Hey, I want to I want to go down to that tra- training center and see if I can, you know, catch somebody's eye." No, I, yeah, I don't think you have to have anyone lobbying for you. If if you have what it takes, you have a great look, athletic background. What does it take to get? What what's going to make somebody a good wrestler? What's going to make somebody a successful wrestler? There's a lot of different things, but in my experience, um, not accepting no, because there's going to be this is a opinionated business and it's an art. So there's no real right or wrong. Good is good, in our opinion. Uh, so you're going to hear a lot of people tell you, ah, that wasn't that great, or ah, I didn't like that, or I'm not into it. But if you're feeling it and you know it's working, you believe in it, you have to stick to your guns. You have to believe in yourself, essentially, like anything else. But I think you have to be determined, and you can't be scared to hit your head on the wall yet and, and try to break through it. See, as someone, and we're talking with Roman Reigns here, as someone who knows nothing about this stuff, okay, absolutely nothing, I thought that it has to be, a grand scheme, a grand theme where somebody like McMahon's making decisions as to who's in, who's out, who's good, who's bad, who's a villain, who's a who decides who's a, on what side of the script, uh, and who. Well, I mean, somebody's got to be making a call, right? Yeah, you're talking about the major leagues, right? Yeah. So, yeah, oh, so you're talking about this start on a regional level. That was more level. of the developmental right, start, system. So you went yeah. to the regional. You when you started, we all you, start, were, you, yeah. were, you were in the you were in the minors. It's perfect example. Okay, yes. so you're in the sticks. Yes. Tell me what the sticks involves. What like what what's a normal week in the sticks? Oh. I, I mean, is it is it riding buses? Is it driving your car? Is it you know getting to the arena? What? How much is it the sticks? Uh, you're you're not even at shows at at that point. You're not even performing in front of people. You are in that warehouse, a hot, sweaty warehouse. In a warehouse. Throwing your body around that ring, trying to learn your craft. So before really? we even put you in front of people, you have to be able to do it in front of your peers first. So you have to come up with a gig? In a sense. I mean, as as it's early on, that's where we play. That's where we, we create and we, we try different things. And, gotcha. and you can... You know, as as you grow and you get the basics and they start to use you on a show, we, we run our smaller shows down there to give the guys. So you have satellite shows? 
set, you know, satellite, there's smaller versions of yeah, it. Yeah, we, we call them like a house show or a live event. Okay. So it's not, we're not performing you have for to the start cameras. There. Do you have to start in Joplin or can you start in the majors? Uh, well, that depends. You know, you have someone like Rhonda, you know, people who with a name, then we can in. work with that. But if you don't have a name, you, you have to build it from, Like anything from else, you've got to have a brand. Exactly. But you've got to get your brand somewhere. You have to, yeah. So how do you, how do you decide... Did somebody? So did you decide that you were going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Did somebody decide for you that you're going to be a good guy or a bad guy? I think that all depends on the landscape of what's going on with the product and the storylines that are on television. And then we go with what our needs are or if you have a specific skill set. If you just want some guys, are, and I can be one of them, where they just they can get a reaction anywhere, whether it's a positive or negative, people emote and Sometimes you just can't teach that. It just is what it is. So you have to, I think, look at a specific skill set of what a performer has and then go off of that. And luckily, we, you know, we have a large creative team and we have a lot of different people, former wrestlers, you know, that we, what we call a producer that can help guide a young talent to, to gain experience along the way uh, and to develop themselves as a performer. In music, there's a guy comes along and he's Ed Sheeran. He's just good. Yeah. Okay. He's got talent. He's Taylor, she, she's Taylor Swift. Boom. She just explodes. Can someone walk in and have just it as a wrestler and just explode? I think so. I absolutely think so. But at the same time, you want to be prepared because. Or do you have to learn your craft at a certain, do you, do you think, have to learn your craft? Do you have to learn the moves? you have to learn, somebody have to teach you that stuff? You, you need at least a baseline of the craft. And obviously you have to learn a skill set that's going to protect not only you, but the people that you're working with, you're performing with. Because the last thing you want to do is get hurt. Because we don't have an off season. We want to work as much as we can. How much, we're talking with Roman Reigns, this is fascinating stuff. Behind how much physical talent do you have to have to be a wrestler? Do you have to have a lot of physical ability? I think it just depends. I, I think, you know, we have performers who are just uber athletes. They can do anything under the sun. They can flip. They, you know, they can run. They can dive. They can jump. They're, they're incredible athletes. And then we have also guys who are very uh, personality-based, uh, a great pro promo, uh, you know, very good talkers. Uh, and there's just different nuances to the performance, the storytelling aspect of it and different emotions to display. That way you can trigger different emotions from your audience. So I think it's a little bit of both, but at the end of the day, it's a physical uh, activity. It's a, it's a physical form of entertainment. So you do have to be athletically gifted one way or the other. You're well-spoken. You're good-looking. Uh, you wowed everybody. You've been in movies. You have did that uh, little teacup uh, PSA with that my wife loved. I am a teapot, yes. Uh, I'm a little teapot with your, with your daughter. That was my little that, girl. That's the, uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints PSA, which was, I mean, unbelievable. It was a great, it really was a, I don't know, how many takes? How many takes? It was a long day, but honestly, my little girl was there, so it, it, we we did really good. It was probably like a six to a seven hour day, and she, I mean, at the time she was probably five or six, and she didn't melt down once. And that's a that's a long day. It was incredible. You know, yeah, it, I mean, I mean she people don't realize like if you're doing, you can sometimes doing a commercial or doing a scene, you can be there all day. All day. I mean, all day, and you know, it's tough on kids, but it's such a great. It's to see the big, strong guy and, and the little girl. That's, it's a great PSA. It really is about so being a parent. It really is. But you're obviously a handsome, well-spoken guy. So that they say, here's a football player who's in the family business. Uh, with, family's been in this business, so he understands wrestling. And he's well-spoken and he's good-looking. So did that shoot you to the top of the charts? 
it didn't hurt me, you know. And, <laughs> and when when you talked about you know people coming in and, and immediately making an impact and catching on pretty quickly, there are you know a, a few different you know people in mind. And, and did you rock it to the top? Uh, I did. Yeah, I, I you know I was fast tracked, and and we you know I came in in a group, a vehicle to help us out called the Shield. It was a three man group, and the guys I I was uh, teamed up with were more journeymen, and they they had you know quite a bit of experience, you know. Throughout their uh, career, not, three guys not equal. With, I'm sorry. Equal three guys as uh, far as the roles, or did somebody become the star? We came in equal, um, and I think we all found the star. I think we all found that. So you, that you hit it as the as a three man group. group. Yeah. Because then how we did you break away? When, when did you break away? One of the guys, his name was Seth Rollins. His name is Seth Rollins, and he's actually taking on Brock Lesnar in the main event and one of the main events of WrestleMania this Sunday. Uh, he pulled the trigger and he broke the group up. Oh, he did? Yeah, he, he took a steel chair and he hit us in the back. Oh, that's it. So now yeah. he changes the storyline and away you go, and that made you have to go out and, and your way. We had to break up, and, and this was a time, you know, when, when John Cena was starting to take a, a little bit of a uh, schedule cut. You know, he was starting to really dabble into the movies. And, and the movies, right. Yep. And, you know, we were, we were getting to a point where the locker room, we'd had some veterans that needed some more time off to heal their bodies, and it was time for some young guys to step up and to create some stars. So, you know, I think, you know, we had that trust and, and the company gave us the responsibility to kind of take the ball and run with it. And, you know, six, seven years later, we're still doing it. So we must have done something right. How many years have you been out there on your own? How many years were you out there on your own wrestling? Uh, I started in 2012 and we broke up, I want to say mid-2013. So we were, we were together as a group for about a year, year and a half. And then you took and off then, right away as a, as a solo act? Yes, sir. And you've been ill again, right? So you've been sick recently again? Yes. And yes, I had a how much time have you missed? Uh, four to five months. So you've been out that long. Yeah. And how are you feeling now? You're, you're, you're back healthy. I feel way better. Because you're wrestling this weekend. Yes, I So am. you're feeling better. I feel And this is your return to the ring now for the first time? Uh, as far as singles competition, yes. yes. This will be oh, my so first one-on-one -on -one match. So your fans it's, it's are going to be thrilled, right? This is a big test for us. Yeah. Have you had to go back and train heavily to to do this? Has, have you now been able to put in the work? Oh, yeah. You look... Like and I don't know how much weight you usually carry. You you're pretty thin right now. You're not you're not you're not bulked up. So are you lighter than you would normally be? Mike, don't let this don't let this suit fool you, man. You still bulked up? Uh, no, I I actually did. From when I was in my time off, I probably lost a good twenty pounds. Okay, I've been able to put about 10, 10 pounds back on. So from my normal uh, fighting weight, I'm about ten pounds lighter. But I've you know, as soon as I was physically cleared to, to train again and do some cardio, I was back in it. Uh, just because I once I felt the progress, I knew, okay, if we just stick to this system and, and we continue to do what we're doing, things will be better and I will have another opportunity. So I, I really made it a, made a huge effort still to this day, you know, always trying to find a time to train, to put a little time into, to, you know, strengthening my body and, and upping my cardio. So it's, it's been a, uh, a crazy six months. But as soon as I was able to get physical again, it was really nice to be able to get back in into the uh, the weight room and sweat again. It, it was something that I missed. And, and you're feeling good again now, I right? I feel great. That's good yes, to hear. Thank you. Uh, Roman Reigns, being Roman Reigns, okay, being a wrestling superstar like you are. I mean, the people lined up here. They want autographs. They want pictures. The whole deal. They're all excited. We mom has got to keep them away today. So uh, uh, you have that kind of appeal. Uh, how was that? to digest that life-changing event as you became this wrestling superstar? It, I mean, it's, 
as you know, being a public figure, it, it can change a lot of different things. You know, you can go from a situation where you can just, I'm going to go to Walgreens and I'm going to get whatever I want or go, I'm going to hit Walmart and walk around and nobody's going to bother me to, I don't think I can go in there anymore. And, and it's, it's, you know, you know what you signed up for and, and, and it's just a sign that it's working and that the hard work. Are is you a private off. guy by nature? I am. Yes. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I have my family and I like to, you know, separate my personal life from, from what I do business wise. And that's kind of the craziest part of this whole six months is to kind of get rid of the Roman character and open up to our fan base and the world as, as just Joe, uh, what I'm struggling with and where I'm at, you know, with my health and everything. It, it was, it was a, uh, a very insecure moment for me. And, and the fact that so this is the first time that you've actually talked in these last couple of months has been the first time you've actually opened up about this. Yeah. I mean, my whole career, I've just kept it to myself. I always gotcha. wanted to just, you know, really rely on my performance and my work ethic and the, you know, the time that I put into my craft and, and, you know, the experience that I gained over the years. And it finally just got to the point where I had to ask myself, you know, do you want to continue hiding, you know, a huge part of you and protecting it? Or do you want to take a chance and maybe help somebody? And I had to really ask myself, is it that important to maybe make an impact on somebody? And, and the answer was yes, every single time. So for me, I know it was the right choice. Did it dive into my life a little more than I would like? Yeah. But at the end of the day, everybody's been super kind and genuine with me. And I really couldn't have asked for a, a greater support, you know, uh, than, I, than I've received. Well, WWE and Roman Reigns teaming up with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Roman Reigns announced on Twitter and Instagram he is partnering with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society to find a cure and provide direct family assistance to those battling cancer, which obviously is a disease that touches all of us. I mean, there's none of us in any family that haven't been touched by it. So, I mean, I don't know anyone anywhere who hasn't. A portion of... Uh, uh, Roman's new gear on WWEshop.com will benefit LLS, the world's largest nonprofit dedicated to fighting blood cancer. Um, what has been the reaction from your fans uh, since you've opened yourself up to this? How, how has it changed you? How has it changed your life? They've been amazing. You know, and through the first half of my career, I've been a polarizing figure. I heard a lot like you. Um, to where, you know, so you were a bad guy. See, I'm really a I, teddy no, bear. I'm I, like an, that's where, that's the way I'm I feel. Telling you, that's I mean, I really real am. life good guys, right? I, I really am. I'm People telling just you, react I go to home us the way they react I mean, to I'm us. like a sweetheart. That's I mean, what I'm I, saying. I get pushed around at home. Look at it's, us. We're sweethearts here. You, you know what I mean? My kids boss me around. My wife bosses me around. Forget, forget it. I'm like a puppy dog. That's what I'm saying. We're just, you know, public servants. We're trying to help out here. Have you always been, you always been the villain in the wrestling? No, it's just, I think. I think, you know, with our creative and... He then, was a good guy that got booed? Why would a good guy get booed? There, there we a little help here. Thank you. And sometimes it's easier good, when other people explain why it. Why does uh, a good guy get booed? Well, we have very passionate fans who, who follow our product and the insides and the mechanics of it. And... They didn't think you were loyal? Uh, I think they just didn't think I... I'm No, I am... Oh, you were loyal. They, I am loyal. Okay. I am as loyal as any superstar has ever been so to why WWE you get booed? and what we do. I think it was the fast track. I think it was having that rocket under me gotcha. and, and going, you know, getting gotcha. shot to the moon a little bit too early. But Became a pretty boy? No, I've always been that, man. Okay. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it was one of those things where, you know, people just reacted a certain way and... I didn't know how they would react to this type of news. And, you know, and 
you, you just never know with how the internet is and the way people grab onto controversy and negativity. So my thing, I just wanted to protect it and, and just make sure it was, uh, you know, translated the right way. And to be honest, you know, every fear that I had was knocked out as soon as I made the announcement, as soon as I got the feedback and the outreach from everybody, you know, not even just WWE fans in our, in our universe. It was people from all walks of life and all the way from, you know, young children who were in, in pediatric hospitals fighting their own fight all the way to, you know, grandpas and grandmas who have no clue who I am. The fact that everybody was able to support me and put me up on their shoulders and pray for me, I'll never, uh, I'll never be able to show the proper gratitude towards that. Do you have to, because as the wrestler, Roman Reigns, do you have to kind of, for your fans, pay an homage and be respectful of the character of the of being Roman Reigns rather than just being Joe? Is I mean, as far as being yourself, do you have to, you know, for the fans, you know, be Roman Reigns all the time for them? Do you feel you have to be on all the time with that? Um, you know, it was weird because at first I've always been able to separate the, you know, the, the personalities, Joe being my real life, me, right. you know, being a family man, you know, a little more private. And then also being Roman, uh, you know, you have a, a service and a duty to your fans. And, uh, for me, I was always able to play kind of in the middle when I go on the road or I'm working, I'm Roman for you. I'll take a picture. We'll do whatever. Gotcha. When I'm at home with, as Joe, with my family, with my children, I try to be as present as possible because I don't get much time with my family. So when I am there, I want to be there. Uh, but for the most part, you know, and, and this transition has been pretty cool in that respect that now that they've gotten to know Joe a little bit, we can kind of mesh, you know, Joe with Roman and so is Roman change a little bit now? A for, little bit. I he think, will? You know, I think... It'll be a new Roman that will see this week? I, I think... Uh, I hope so. I ho- hopefully a victorious one. Oh, um, well, the idea is to win, right? That's yes, right. Absolutely. Yes, uh, but I hope, you know, over time, I can just slowly transition a little bit of Joe into Roman because at the end of the day, we just want to have fun. And I think that reflects in anything you do. If people see you having fun, they're going to have fun with you. And, you know... This, this is your Super Bowl for you guys, right, yes, this week. Absolutely. This is it. You got 80,000 people in the building. You got millions and millions watching all over the world. This is it, right? You got these crazies who are just set up for two days in pregame like it's a Super Bowl for the weekend. This is it. This is your, this is your event for the year, right? This is your weekend. This is what we work towards all year long. You know, we, we, we put on, you know, our television show year-round, every 52 weeks a year. Uh, we do a lot of hard work and we do a lot of travel and, you know, we, we hit every corner of the globe, but to be able to you come world, together, you travel world all over the world, all over the world, you overseas, do. big time. Do you travel as a group? Or you travel separately? Uh, yeah, we travel. I mean, when we're in, in if you're traveling, do you go, do you guys charter a plane or you go separately on different planes? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Sometimes we charter, you know, where we're just by ourselves, depending right. on, on, you know, where we're at and where we're going. And then sometimes we're on a commercial flight. I mean, you guys are big business. I mean, there's no question. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's an incredibly successful stock. I mean, it's it's been gone to the moon. It's been unbelievable. It's been a great business. I mean, it's been an incredible cash cow. It really has. It's, a, it, it's been unbelievable how it's become a huge franchise. We work hard, you know, and I think... That's, you know, one of the, uh, you know, core ingredients that you need is passion. You have to people, you got, you have to have people who want to get better. You love it? Oh God. Yeah. You, you can't not love this and do it. Have you missed it? Oh man. Did I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. My, my wife's probably like, what do you mean? Did you miss it? Well, you you're allowed, wait, so you're allowed to miss it. You're allowed to yeah, performer. The, you're allowed to, mm-hmm. you know, you have your home life, but you're also a performer. You know, you, you're allowed it, to miss it. It's tough because I think, you know, my wife knows 
I not only miss I miss the performance and being in front of the crowd and the reactions, but I really miss the relationships. I miss my coworkers, the people, because we spend so much time on the road. You really grow close to these people, and they become more than just friends and coworkers. They become family. You know, you really. You know, when you spend that much time with people, you really go to bat for them. You get to learn who they are, who their family is, what they're trying to do in their lives, what their goals are, and you want to help them as much as possible. So, you know, I really enjoyed my time at home with my family, but I did miss it. I did miss being on the, you know, being a part of the team. I missed being in that locker room. Uh, I missed, you know, the people that I travel with. You know, there's a lot of awesome camaraderie and bonds that you create when you spend that much time with people, and uh, it's something that I'll keep forever. And it's a big weekend. I would think you probably got meetings, you got pre-production stuff, you got to be there early, you got stuff to do. It's a busy weekend, I'm sure, right? There's oh, a lot it, of stuff to do. It's so much more than this weekend. You know, it's been all week thus far. We've been in the city since Tuesday. We're doing you know, we have promotional WrestleMania stuff, right? access. Yeah, yeah. We, we not only promote and do our charitable acts throughout the city, but we have a what we call WrestleMania access. And that allows the fans to come and interact with us. We do all kinds of meet and greets. We have matches from our developmental system, NXT that come up and perform for the live crowds there. We have, uh, you know, different, you know, games and events. So it, it really is an awesome week for us. And, and, we're able to connect not only the people, the local New Yorkers or the cities that we're in, but we have people coming from all over the globe, all over the countries, all, excuse me, all over the world and within, you know, all kinds of different countries. So to be able to connect all these different cultures around one form of entertainment, it's pretty neat. You're well-spoken, obviously. Uh, you are a guy who's, uh, you can tell, could be very good on TV, be very good in the movies. You've already done a little bit of both. You have aspirations to do more? I think so. I'm always, you know, willing to Can you to see yourself as one of those, uh, like, the rock-type characters? Or a scene is broken in a little bit, on right? Making some comedies oh, and yeah. different things. And Rock's making, every time he turns around, he's got another movie. He's, he, he's, he's unbelievable. Non-stop. Yeah, I, well, I did Hobbs and Shaw with him out in uh, Kauai, uh, Hawaii, and he literally was juggling, juggling like, four different jobs at that point. Uh, he was working on Hobbs and Shaw, which is a Fast and Furious production. I think he was... Uh, That's he, Vin Diesel? Uh, yeah, Another uh, one of those Vin Diesel movies? Yeah, is that yeah, what that yep, is? Yeah. Yes. He, he was like the he's main He's made like guy. 10 of those. Guys, yeah, right? And well. my kids love those. I'm it's telling you. They love them. It's yeah. to be a part of. That's but it. He, he takes on so many different projects, and he works so hard. But it, it was incredible. Do you like the movies? I do. It, it It's a lot more waiting around, and there's no live crowd, so that's something to get used to. But uh, the process of creating you know, and making you know, that, that story to be able to tell that story and, you know, take people out of their day-to-day life is something I always love. So it's definitely something that I'd like to put a little more time in and gain some more experience. Uh, I could do without the waiting around, but at this, at the end of the day, if that's what you do, you wait and you, you hit a line here and there and you're in the background you're just, you know, having a good time. That's What's the thing easy. we don't know about professional wrestlers what, that you can tell us? What's the thing we don't know that we don't see? Uh, take back the curtain for me a little bit. You talk about it being mysterious in the past. Uh, what, what, kind, what, 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 do you, what do you see that we don't see about professional wrestling? You know, what is it, what is it like, three, uh, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you guys are ready there on Sunday? Is everybody in there? Oh, yeah, is is yeah. the locker room full already? Training tables, the whole thing? Everybody have their own conditioning people, all that stuff, trainers, everything? It, it, by, by 2 on Sunday, you know, mania being a different day, everyone's going to want to get there a little early. 
But Everybody yeah. have their own dressing room, or do you guys um, all use one room? Well, some guys, uh, depending you know on their on their needs and their wants, will have their own locker room. Gotcha. I'm a locker room because there's guy. a lot of theatrical as far, right? Yeah, a lot of makeup, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff to do, right? There's a but, lot of theatrical stuff to be done. But we have a great core. We are yeah. a true locker room and a team. And you know, I've always dressed in the male talent. I've always been in the locker room with the guys. That's where you really build those relationships. That's how you get to know each other. And I think at the end of the day, that helps your performance. That The more you know each other, the better chemistry you're going to have. And when you're on the same page and, and you're rocking a live crowd, it, it makes for magic. You know, teams can be tough, though. Teams can have a lot of petty jealousies, a lot of sure, pecking yeah. order, a lot of who's going to be the big guy, who's not. I'm sure you get a lot of that. There's a lot of that in everything, every walk of life. I think we have that competitive nature that everybody wants to be the best, but I think we're all good people, so we go about it and our competition in the right way. There's no backstabbing. If you want it, be better than me. Step up and take it. The cream always rises to the crop, and we believe that as a, as a locker room. And we all understand that we are a team. And to make the most money, we have to work together and create the best product and tell the best stories that we can. And ultimately, this is the biggest team sport I've ever been on. I played, you know, all kinds of competitive sports all the way to college football. And you're just, let me beat this man in front of me. That guard, I don't like him. I want to beat him. I want to get to the quarterback. Never have I been, and as an offensive lineman, I'm going to block this guy, I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to win. Never are you asked to lose. And to be able to take that selflessness and and put the next guy and get him one step closer to his dream, uh, I think that takes, you know, a lot of teamwork and, and a lot of, uh, you know, checking your ego at the door and doing what you have to do to help the company, so... All right. It definitely is a team sport. What's the guy's name, Mons, that he's fighting this week? You told me McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. All right, Drew McIntyre. Tell me about your uh, – give me a scouting report on your guy this week that you're fighting. Drew McIntyre, he, he's – What's about him? Would I like him or not like him? Uh, he's he's from Scotland. Oh, he's a bad guy, huh? He's a bad he, guy. Mons is a bad guy, so. He's a bad guy, I guess we will say. Okay. Um, he's, he's a big athlete. He's probably about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, All right. He's in great shape. It's going to be a, a tough fight. He's got a bad attitude, and he hits hard. Really? You know? So it's going to be a hell of a fight. So Roman Reigns has to be ready. I do have to be ready, but the goal is to have an awesome match, to take him out, but hopefully no one ever asks again, who's this guy? Hopefully <laughs> after after Sunday night, everybody's going to know who Drew McIntyre is. There you go. That's the way to look at it. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming in. First of all, uh, you know, hopefully you're uh, past everything and you're healthy because that's the most important thing uh, for sure. Uh, thank you for giving me a couple of minutes. I appreciate it very much. You, you know what? Uh, I, I, uh, it's an honor to meet you, and uh, uh, I'm uh, glad to learn a little bit about it because obviously I have been uh, haven't been around wrestling very much. So, uh, but you guys do an amazing job. You, your your fan base is unbelievable. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what that's what I appreciate is just how crazy and how loyal. The fan base is. Your fan base is insane. I mean, it really is. It's in, it's it's insane. My producer's just a freak. I mean, and or everybody. I mean, that people were so excited that you were here today. I mean, it, it's that kind of reaction. So, you know, as a performer, you know, you appreciate anybody who has that kind of impact on the audience. So, uh, Godspeed to you. I hope you're doing well. And uh, like I said, uh, you, how old's your daughter now who did that commercial with you? How old is she? She's 11. And her name is Joelle, is that it? Yes. And how are your twins? How old are your twins? Uh, they're about two and a half now. Oh, only two and a half? Yeah, they're little guys. Uh, what's their names? Uh, Kingsley and Waylon. Kingsley and Waylon. You would be okay with them being wrestlers one day? I, I would, 
I'm not going to tell them no. If it's something they're passionate towards, I want them to do what they want to do. I there want them go. to, you know, obviously have a passion and work towards it. So if they're working hard, then they're doing their job. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Roman Reigns, back after this.